Hey, listener, this is Josh Elledge, CEO of UpMyInfluence.com. We are actively seeking guests for our daily commercial-free entrepreneurial inspiration podcast. If you know someone who is doing six to eight figures in business, send them our way. Just go to UpMyInfluence.com slash guest. Let's get on with the show. With us right now, Elias Zapeda. Elias, you are the CEO of NeedClientsNow.com. Well, that sounds like a good, <laughs> that's the, the, the brand kind of does a lot of the work for you. It's very clear. You explain exactly what you do and who doesn't want more clients? Exactly. Uh, exactly. That's that's the exact reason why we came up with that name. Uh, you know, getting client acquisition and getting clients is something that that's a lifeline. It's a lifeblood of a business. And so, uh, unfortunately, so many businesses don't really succeed past like the two, three year mark. And if you really analyze that, it's because they didn't really have a path to conversion. They didn't really have a customer acquisition system. And so uh, we wanted to make it as easy to remember. And that's why we branded the name as Knee Clients Now. Yeah. All right. So give me a high level overview. How does it work? What do you do? Well, we specialize in, in, in building sales funnels for the customers that we, that we work with across the country. So what a sales funnel is, is really it's coming up with the strategy and the customer journey of finding customers and converting them into, into actually paying for your services and to continue paying for your services. So it's a, it's a strategy and it's a journey, and that's what we do. And there are many, many, many different types of sales funnels, but as a done-for-you service, we understand our client's business model. We understand their target audience. And then we subsequently make recommendations based off of their business model, their price points, their target audience, and so forth. And then we offer a done-for-you service. And so what that means is we're actually going to produce, execute, drive traffic to the funnel so that they have leads coming in on a consistent basis. Mm. And most importantly, they actually have customers coming in on a consistent basis. And that's a service that we provide for companies across the country. Yeah. And uh, again, uh, there aren't too many, you know, the famous quote, right? There, are, there aren't too many problems that can't be solved with more customers, more revenue. That's right. That's right. Uh, lots of small companies and even large companies, they, 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 need, they need leads. They need customers. Mm-hmm. They need people that are raising their hand and they're saying, hey, I'm interested in the services that you offer, right? And so that's kind of the whole premise of inbound marketing. And, uh, and it's an amazing thing when you, when you produce a, a, a funnel that's converting, uh, it really makes a significant difference in a small business when you're mm-hmm. launching a funnel, when you're driving traffic to it, and you have a, this predictable, repeatable process of, of actually talking to customers and, uh, and getting them to purchase the services that you're offering. Yeah. So, um, is, are pretty much everyone you work with, are you, are you actually, for the initial kind of first step, and I like to actually broke this down, um, into the, uh, you know, process for results. So we'll just kind of go through these, uh, one, two, three, four. Um, so the first one advertising, um, so, um, if, Talk about that because, uh, you know, again, advertising is going to be different depending on who you're working with and who they're trying to reach out to. Because, again, not all ads are uh, designed equally for the, you know, for the right purposes. But uh, where does advertising fit in? Advertising, I mean, if we're talking about top of funnel, right, we're talking about how are we going to have people find out about us, find out about our product, find out about our service, right? And so 
we predominantly use social media channels like Instagram, like Facebook, like YouTube, like Google, and so on and so on, right? And so this isn't just a channel, one, one social channel isn't apply to everybody. Again, it's really important to really understand where are your customers spending their time? And what, you know, how long are they spending on these channels? And what exactly are they looking for? Right. And so someone that is spending time on YouTube, they're going to want a different experience than someone on LinkedIn, of course. And so mm. when it comes to top of funnel, social media advertising presents a phenomenal opportunity for you to, to put out your ad, put out your message and have people learn about you, learn about what you're offering and then guide them to that next step of the funnel, of course. Right. Uh, and so when it comes to social media ads, just the ability to be able to find tune and target who, who you want to look at your ad. That's a, that's a huge game changer. When I first started in this industry, we didn't really have that granularity and being able to target people based off of their location, based off of the fan pages that they follow based off of their behaviors and, and so on and so on. And so uh, for a lot of small and large businesses today, social media ads does present a phenomenal opportunity. It's just a matter of understanding which one is a right one for your business. Yeah. And you gauge that by understanding where your customers are spending their time. Yeah. Where would you see advertising not necessarily be a good fit? Well, it depends on your price point, right? And so like one of the funnels that we specialize in uh, and we do on a, on a almost daily basis is like a webinar funnel. Uh, and for it really is contingent on on your 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 price points, right? So I had a company that that sold T-shirts and say, "Hey, I, can can you guys do a webinar for me?" And the answer is absolutely not. It doesn't make any fiscal or economical sense for you to to spend that much time in producing a webinar and spending an hour with someone when your product price point is, you know, I would say even below five hundred dollars. It doesn't make any fiscal sense for you to have that type of activity, uh, and so. So it really depends on your price point, but at the end of the day, uh, um, you know, really gauging your 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 target audience, engaging and understanding your avatar at a fine, 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 fine level. That's really what's going to make the the biggest difference in in your top of funnel marketing. But there are platforms like Clubhouse, right? And that's a, a, a very new uh, and a, it's an awesome platform. But uh, it really just depends on where your customers are spending their time at the end of the day. Yeah. Um, and, and so when we're advertising, what, what is it that we're promoting? What's, where, where are we leading people to, or what's the, what's the goal of that ad? The goal of the ad is to really, is, is, is to, is to speak to your target audience and for that target audience to understand what is the problem that you solve and what are the benefits that you're offering, right? So now we're getting into kind of the, the, the next step here. Uh, first, you have the ad, and then you have the second step of, you know, what we call a sales funnel. And that second step can be a variety of different things. The ad can be promoting something that is a valuable content, like a lead magnet. So you may have something very enticing that your prospect or target audience is going to really be interested in consuming. So oftentimes we see blueprints, we see ebooks, we see video series, we see all different types of lead magnets. But traditionally, when you're advertising, you'd want to provide as much value as possible. And then you obviously want to edify yourself and edify the company. Uh, and so there's a lot of different processes involved in having the right type of copy on your ad and then the right type of lead magnet. And that in itself is a whole is a whole another ball game to really explore and finding out what is 
your target audience really looking for yeah. and what do they consider most valuable that you're going to be able to provide? Because at the end of the day, it's an even exchange. They have to give you their contact info in exchange of that valuable content. So if you're not finding out what's really taking their interest and, and really offering something that is high value, they're not going to want to give you their contact info. And that's the yeah. first one of the first primary steps of a sales funnel is collecting that person's information. Yeah. Yeah. I, uh, I think a lot of people screw that up. Like, I, I think that we, particularly, you know, if we are the consultant, the service provider, I think we are far too optimistic of the, the you know, how much people are going to absolutely love to give up their email address for, you know, five quick tips that you too can be a winner, right? It's like, <laughs> I, I, no, I, I don't. I don't need that. Like I can read a blog article about that for free, and I don't need to give anyone my email address because he, you know, contact information that's currency. Like I don't give up that information very easily because I don't want to be bugged, right? I don't want to be sold to, and I think that's the the fear that I think most customers have is. Um, you know, is they, they don't want to be pestered or they, they just don't want an uncomfortable situation. Absolutely. Absolutely. And that's why it's so important to really know your target audience and know their desires and know their fears. Right. And then you want to test your lead magnet. So you're absolutely right. It's not just I'm going to put out an ebook. That's not really how it works. You, you should be serving your customers and you should know your customer, your target audience so well that you exactly know that this is going to be really enticing. And then you want to test that as well. Not every lead magnet is going to perform to, you know, to, to its great extent. So you want to really understand exactly what the customer wants and you want to have that in the available medium that they want too. So sometimes not everybody wants to read a really long book, right? And so, so you have to really adapt the lead magnet based off of your target audience desires and in the channels and in the mediums that, that they want, that they want that in. Yeah. All right. So um, let's say that you got yourself a good lead magnet and your audience really, truly does want that. I mean, I can tell you again, I think that we also have to be very careful that lead magnets that may have been in vogue three to five years ago, consumers get tired of stuff. Right. And so if you're trying to funnel everybody into a webinar, it may or may not work. I, you know, it's, you know, it's one of those things you have to test, but just, uh, just know that, uh, you know, that perfect webinar formula or whatever it is, I'm not naming it anyone out by name by uh, <laughs> saying that phrase. Um, but look, there's, there's a lot of outdated advice on that. And, and I think Elias, from my perspective, I, I think that the most like the most important thing to remember, right, is, is authenticity is always, always, I always err on the side of authenticity, even if it means, okay, it's going to be a much longer funnel, it's going to be a much longer relationship build, but I'm, I don't want people to be uncomfortable. I don't want to ask for marriage on a first date. And, and I think that if we're truly honoring the relationship, we'll be aware of that. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, you want to be able to nurture these individuals and you also want to be able to, to also indoctrinate nurture, uh, but really show the value that you're providing and you want to be able to highlight your testimonials. And so at the end of the day, it really comes down to providing the maximum amount of value, but back to your webinar comment, you'd be surprised. And so there are a lot of industries that say, 
well, webinars are so outdated and, and, and maybe I've been through, through hundreds of webinars throughout the years. There are still so many different industries where some of these people, some of the target audiences have never even attended a webinar, don't even know what a webinar is. And so we, we've seen that because there's a, a niche that we work very heavily in and the webinar campaign and an actual webinar absolutely is converting like crazy. And so, so it really depends on, on the target audience and, and, you know, if it's not marketers, then some of these tactics may be completely new to them. Yeah. Okay. So we got the perfect, let's say we got something like, yes, my audience absolutely wants this thing. Uh, it is absolutely worth their time, their attention, possibly their contact information, right? And so where do we go from there? And, and, and by the way, how do you differentiate advertising versus prospecting? Advertising is, is we primarily use social media advertising, right? So, so there, there are definitely some similarities in advertising and prospecting, but the act of advertising is you're paying to acquire that customer. You're paying to acquire that lead. And then prospecting is really nurturing that, that, mm. that lead. And so there's definitely a lot of similarities involved with that. But after you get through the phase of you have that contact info, then you need to decide what is the ideal next step in order for you to get to that, to that phase of conversion. And again, it depends on so many different factors like your product price point. Uh, and it depends on the target audience and many other different factors. But using the webinar as an example, it's a phenomenal opportunity for you to spend 30, 45 minutes, an hour and really sharing your story and really sharing the benefits that you're providing and really highlighting the service that you're providing, sharing your case studies and testimonials and so forth. And so really having that time frame to really connect with someone, it's it's extremely invaluable. Uh, it's extremely invaluable to have that much time when you're connecting with your prospects, especially if it's live, right? People appreciate that. And so as long as you are really solving a problem, as long as you have the testimonials and the case studies to prove it. And you have a good story that you're sharing with people, people, a percentage of the people that are attending your webinar, they're going to connect with that. And then if your offer is dialed in, then a percentage are going to be purchasing that product. And that's what we see day in and day out with the, yeah. the campaigns that we're running. Yeah. Do, do you attend many webinars as a guest? In my free time, if there's something that is really enticing to me, I, I absolutely yeah. would. I haven't, and, and, you know, in several months, maybe, uh, you know, in my industry, like in the marketing industry, again, it's, 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 we've been through webinars so many different times, but if it's something that's really enticing and it's going to be worth my time, I will be attending. But for our clients in different industries, we're on average seeing about 40% attendance. And so mm. that's testament to like, Hey, webinars are still working. We're still able to get 40% of registrants that are showing up and they're spending an hour of their time to learn, to learn the, the content, learn the value that the, that the customer's providing. Yeah, I, I didn't mean to. By the way, I'm like, I hope I, did, I hope that that question came about right. I didn't mean to uh, to, to to be confrontational in any way. I'm just no, curious no because you know, because I wonder. I I wonder because I uh, you know, listen, uh, you know, part of I'm not good at like for me, I, I'm just not good at advertising, selling on webinars, selling from stages. I know other people are fantastic at it, like. And, and, you know, and again, you know, part of that is probably like who we sell to, you know, we're selling, these are really larger engagements. So I take the time to spend personal time with folks. And so I'm always listening, you know, I'm always open to hearing, you know, who's cracked the knot, like who's figured out something that I, 
I can't figure it out. So, but then again, it's like, you know, we also have to, I think we also have to be true to our personalities as well. Right. And so it's like, listen, if you're uncomfortable cold calling, don't cold call. Uh, like you got to find something that you enjoy. Uh, and I think that's part of it too. So talk about um, like personality and, um, you know, intention or, uh, you know, kind of purpose or, you know, all that other stuff of the client. Like you're not going to make a client do something that they absolutely hate. Absolutely. And and this has happened several times where perhaps the webinar funnel is the right type of funnel based off of their price point and their target audience and the, and the business model that they have. But the presenter, the owner of the company is not comfortable doing that. And in that case, we need to find uh, a separate way to really highlight and to and to generate sales for that client. Mm-hmm. But you're absolutely right. It, it really takes it really takes a lot of effort and talent and skill. And that's something that that is you're not really born with. I, I feel it's something you can really start learning. And so one of the suggestions that we have, if we are doing a webinar funnel as an example, uh, we'll recommend that the client start doing daily videos so that they become comfortable on video. Because if they're if it's their first engagement speaking publicly, even if it's online, it's it's you know, it, it can be nerve-wracking for a lot of for a lot of small business owners. And so there are exercises and things that you can do to build that skill set if that's something that you truly desire. But we've also worked with companies and, and business owners that said, I, I do not want to do that. I don't feel comfortable doing that. And then we'll need to find a different path to conversion. And of mm-hmm. course, there are so many different paths to conversion that can be explored, so many different types of funnel types as well. Uh, but it really comes down to the skill set, uh, the willingness uh, from the small business owner to, to learn that new skill set and practice it. Uh, and, and several other different factors as well. Um, so you talk about on your website, um, you know, in terms of like follow-up, which is critical, right? Cause fortunes in the follow-up and, you know, you talk about automated stuff, you know, automated emailing, automated SMS messaging, automated ringless voicemail, um, and, you know, delivering that as a welcome guest, not annoying pest. I, I wonder though, if, you know, if there's anyone who kind of like, I have a big question mark over my head right now. I'm like, well, wait a minute. If someone's just automating me, I feel like that's kind of annoying. <laughs> like, and again, forgive me, Elias. Like, I don't mean to like, it's just like, I, you know, I, I want to understand how folks have figured this out and mastered this, because again, that's the kind of thing, like, I know that doesn't work for me, but then again, I'm not, you know, I'm probably not, you know, not everybody's uh, ideal client. Um, yeah, but, no. Yeah, tell I, me, how do you handle that in a tactful way, in a way that isn't annoying? And and again, when we're talking about automation, which is it's the dream from a from a marketer's perspective to automate, but then again, we still want to honor that relationship. So we want to make sure that we're, you know, that we're honoring our potential customers in a way that they don't feel like, eh, you're just a number to me, you know, because there's some elements of the broy marketing world. I'm not a fan of, you know, and, and a lot of it comes down to the, it's just numbers, baby. These are just numbers. And I, that, <laughs> that just doesn't sit well with me. Like, I, I right. just don't like that. But again, yeah. I might not be like most people. I don't know. No, I, well, I think what's interesting is you mentioned that, but to get on this podcast, you're automating these videos. And I found those True. videos to be incredibly helpful. So yes. I think that what better example to mention than to mention how you're automating these podcast interviews, because uh, at the end of the day, it comes down to the type of content. 
right? I, I watch all of these videos that you've provided to prepare me for this podcast. Mm -hmm. And that's a perfect example of automation being done correctly. Yeah. You're providing value. You're doing it tactically, right? You're, you're showing your personality and, and you're getting someone prepared for the next type of activity. So that's a perfect example of automation. You're automating your emails. I got a text message two hours ago yeah, as well you. that was yeah. automated that says, is reminding me to join this podcast interview. So that's a perfect example. At the end of the day, if you don't want to be a pest, it comes down to the type of content, the type of conversation that you're having with your prospects and with your customers. And so if you're sending out messages like, hey, you know, make sure you purchase this, right? That's how you are being perceived as a pest. But if you're actually sending well-written, right, well-written, work with a copywriter if you're not a good copywriter. But if you're sending these warm uh, um, story-based types of messages that is really helping the clients understand the next step that you want them to take and, is, and mm. it's done strategically, that's really what's, what's going to make the difference in being perceived as an invited guest versus a pest. Yeah. All right. Great answer. <laughs> <laughs> All right. And, and then again, that's really important when we're evaluating what our communication is, is does if you receive that same communication, how would it make you feel? Um, and so that's why I think, you know, we have to really take a look at do I say this or do I say that? And it's, you know, again, putting yourself in your customer's perspective, you know, what, what's going to be appropriate for the where the relationship is. And uh, yeah, so great, 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 great. Okay, so eventually, Elias, obviously we need to get people, oh man, we gotta make sales. But wait a minute, we've, we're out of time. Elias, okay, listen, let's. I'm gonna have to close up here because we didn't get to like the, you know, kind of push people over the finish line. Darn it. All right, uh, uh, so your website, needclientsnow.com. Um, someone's been listening to this, uh, enjoyed the conversation and like, okay, what are my next steps? They can go to your website, needclientsnow.com. Um, there's a big orange let's talk button. I would assume that would be a great place for people to go next. Absolutely. Thanks, Josh, so much for the opportunity to, to be here and to share about you know, the power of a sales funnel and the power of automation. Uh, what we're offering uh, is really opportunity for us to learn about your business and for us to really strategize the best funnel that we feel is going to generate results for your business based off of, again, your business model, your business plan, and your goals as well. And so that's our offer right now that we will hop on a call and it'll be a real strategy call. We're really going to understand the business and we will map out on that call the, the customer journey that we feel is going to drive the best results. And so that's something that we're offering and we're happy to offer to your listeners. Brilliant. All right. Elias Zepeda. Again, your website is need clients now, if I haven't said it enough.com. Thank you so much, Elias, for joining us. I really, really enjoyed the conversation. Thanks so much, Josh. Appreciate it. Thanks for listening to the Thoughtful Entrepreneur Show. If you are a thoughtful business owner or professional who would like to be on this daily program, please visit upmyinfluence.com slash guest. Now, if you've got something out of this interview, would you share this episode on social media? Just do a quick screenshot with your phone and text it to a friend or post it on the socials. Now, if you do that, tag us with the hashtag upmyinfluence. Each month, we scour Twitter, LinkedIn, Facebook, and Instagram. We pick one winner from each platform, and you get crowned king or queen of that social media. Now, what do you win? 
where we're going to promote you and your business to over 120,000 social media fans totally free. Now, can you also hook us up? Now, in your podcast player right now, please give us a thumbs up or a rating and review. We promise to read it all and take action. We believe that every person has a message that can positively impact the world. Your feedback helps us fulfill that mission. And while you're at it, hit that subscribe button. You know why? Tomorrow, that's right, seven days a week, you are going to be inspired and motivated to succeed. 15 minutes a day. Now, my name's Josh Elledge. Let's connect on the socials. You'll find all the stuff we're doing at upmyinfluence.com. Now, thanks for listening, and thank you for being a part of the Thoughtful Entrepreneur Movement. Thank you.